0: Last month, some of the girls at Westfield High School in New Jersey noticed that the boys at their school were acting kind of strange. A lot of the girls
1: were noticing that their male classmates were quieter than normal and kind of whispering among themselves. So they suspected something was going on and were starting to ask questions.
0: That's Julie Jargon, a columnist at The Wall Street Journal who writes about the intersection of family and technology. And then eventually, later in that week,
1: one boy told some of the girls what all the whispering was about. It turns out at least one student had created AI-generated images of several female classmates to create fake pornographic images using the girls' real photos that he had found online.
0: When the girls at Westfield found out there was an uproar, they were horrified. These were pornographic images that weren't real, that they didn't consent to, and that they hadn't even seen. Dorota Mani, a mother of one of the victims, described what her daughter experienced to CBS. She started crying, and then she was walking in the hallways and she'd seen other girls of Westfield High School crying, Uh, some of them victims, some of them just friends of the victims that just felt for them. The school sent an email to parents. Westfield police are investigating. John Bramnick, a New Jersey state senator, has asked county prosecutors to look into the case. The incident is a striking, awful, terrible, real-world example of the harm that generative AI can cause. As someone who reports on tech issues, how surprising was it that this happened, that these deep fake AI images were spread, these high school girls?
1: I mean, I guess it was just a matter of time before this happened. Uh, This type of thing has been happening for years and years, I remember. (laughs) Back in the day, uh, people would make fake images, literally cutting out pictures of of people and pasting their face on another body. Uh, Of course, it's been done using Photoshop. but So this is sort of the next iteration of that kind of behavior. But this has really far-reaching repercussions.
0: What happened to the girls in Westfield is happening to girls and women around the country. New apps are making it easier and much faster to manipulate photos and videos using generative AI. These deepfakes get a lot of attention when famous actors and politicians are involved. But this is a regular person problem too, particularly for girls and women. One recent study found 96% of deepfake images are pornographic and 99% of those involve women. Making matters worse, as the tech speeds up, the law still hasn't caught up on the issue. So today on the show, what happened to the girls at Westfield High? And what does the rise of extremely easy to make deep fake porn mean? Not just for kids, but for everyone's sense of reality on the internet. I'm Emily Peck, filling in for Lizzie O'Leary, and you're listening to What Next TBD, a show about tech, power, and how the future will be determined. Stick around. High school can be a cruel place. Students in their formative years have to deal with a lot. Bullying, identity issues, sexuality. And within that world, there have long been issues of students invading each other's privacy. Generative AI poses a new threat. And there are tools everywhere now that are cheap and easy to use. A lot of them are free or maybe charge a minimal amount to
1: use. So it's very widely accessible. It's just all sorts of websites where you can do this kind of thing, remove clothes, swap faces, that kind of thing to create fictitious images using you know faces of real people. Um, it's it's gotten much more believable too. The technology is advanced to the extent where it's not so obvious anymore that it's a faked image. Um, a lot of images now are very realistic. You've probably seen them on your social media feed of celebrities. It's hard to tell what's real and what's not anymore. And that makes it harder for people who have had their images used in this way to say, hey, this is, this is a fake image. It's not, it's not clear.
0: You spoke to some of the parents and students involved in Westfield. And how are they feeling? What were they saying?
1: Well, you know, the girls were of course shocked that this happened and that they were part of something that they, you know, had no control over. What was really interesting was uh, you know, apparently some of the girls were were so moved by this that they, you know, felt such a lack of control about the own their own photos that they post to social media that they decided to delete their social media accounts. And I think this, what this really exposed was how little control we have over our images now. We post them without thinking. We share them. You know, everybody's photos are so widely available, and anyone can now just take them and do something nefarious with them. And and then, of course, the parents are concerned about what impact this will have on their daughter's future when they apply for college or jobs or, or just in dating or social situations where someone might Google them and come across these pictures. So... Uh, it has a lot of far-ranging repercussions on, on these people.
0: Right. And I mean, even if these girls leave social media, even if you leave social media or I leave social media, there's no guarantee your photos won't be on the internet. Um, I have kids in school and the school is always putting the kids' photos on on Facebook and social media. You know, I, I think we've even said like, don't do it. And they still do it. It's, it's, it's inevitable that we all appear on the internet and thus are all susceptible to these kinds of fake AI images. Yes, absolutely. It
1: would be really hard to have no digital footprint whatsoever anymore, Um, you know, unless you kind of start very young when your children are born to make a conscious decision to really not ever post a photo or let a grandparent or a friend. I mean, someone's going to post a photo somewhere, sometime, and it's largely out of your control.
0: And so you already mentioned the school talking to the school and the police. So uh, what has been the response? They went to both. It sounds like parents went to both the school and to the to the police. What did they do?
1: Yeah, so initially the school actually sent an email out to parents explaining that this had happened. Hi. The the principal said she believed the images had been deleted and weren't being circulated and called it a very serious incident and and it advised parents to Continue talking to their children about responsible technology use and saying that the school would do so as well. Some parents filed police reports, and so the police are investigating, but have said that they have said through the the city that they would like more parents to come forward and, and provide statements so that they can conduct a thorough investigation. There's a state senator in New Jersey that I spoke to who said he was talking to the county prosecutor about looking into the case. So there's a lot of interest there on the part of you know, officials to look into this matter.
0: What are the laws around doing this? I know there are, are serious laws, federal and state, around child pornography. So if these were real images, nude images of of these kids, then the law would be pretty clear but is it as clear around faked nude images? It's still considered a bit of a legal gray area. There are child
1: sex abuse material laws that do uh, prohibit computer-generated images of minors. So that could be a potential recourse. Um, And there are a handful of states that have specifically created laws to prohibit non-consensual fake, you know, pornography from being distributed, um, but there's no one federal law at, at the moment that specifically targets this type of AI-generated imagery from being spread,
0: and that would be more of a problem because these fake AI images, um, it's not just a problem in high schools, it's a problem for regular adults, um, right? And celebrity, not just celebrities, just really regular people, anyone. It's happening with increasing frequency that people's images are being used in this way online and the law is just not ready for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, t- typically technology advances at a pace that, uh, that outpaces laws. And this is another case of that. And you know, a lot of the high-profile cases that you hear about in the news, um, doctored images of the Pope and of Oprah Winfrey and other celebrities, those get a lot of attention. But the the majority of faked images are actually non-consensual pornographic images.
0: And mostly of women, right? Mostly of women. I saw something that was like 96% women. Yeah. Something just outrageous like that. So this is basically just a new awful menace for women to deal with on the internet and and federal law has not caught up to it. That's correct. That's what these teen girls in Westfield are kind of like getting their first taste of.
1: And and you know one of the girls that that I talked to and you know about this, she she was uh she presented, she kind of talked to a group of city council people and the mayor and others who gathered at her mom's house for um, a meeting on this. And she said, you know, that she's that she and her friends were all aware of the fact that, you know, creepy guys on social media might be looking at their pictures, but they they never guessed a fellow classmate of theirs would take an image of them and do something like this.
0: I mean, is there are there any anything else that students can do um, or are doing around this? You know, keeping social media accounts private is probably one
1: tactic to use. But again, like you said, schools post pictures. Of students online, Um, it, it is it is really hard to control the flow of photos that are out there. But just being a little bit more mindful of how your photos are shared and used is, you know, could probably go a certain way, you know, to to protecting yourself. But there's no one easy answer to this, because if someone really is motivated to find a picture of you and, and create a fake image, they can probably do that pretty easily.
0: When we come back, what are companies doing to stop the creation of fake porn? Along with the rise in generative AI, there's also been a rise in deep fake pornography. Big companies like OpenAI, which created ChatGPT and the image-making tool Dolly, have guardrails in place that prohibit their products from concocting pornographic images. As generative AI has captivated the tech industry over the last year, smaller companies have released products that are just as easy to use and lack those safety measures.
1: Then there's all these other little companies, who knows who they're started by and where they're started by, that because they have access to open source software, can create apps and, you know, and websites that can do face swapping and clothes removing. And those aren't really, they don't have any moderation or technical guardrails to prohibit people from creating these kind of images. So it's just kind of a sort of a wild west out there right now.
0: Biden recently he released an executive order on AI and I guess there was a suggestion that AI companies like label artificial photos as AI generated but I'm um, I'm thinking maybe that's that's not enough um considering there are all these little companies out there too that probably would ignore something like that
1: Yeah I think I think the uh, efforts kind of at the federal level to rein some of this in are still in early stages and and you're right that you know the big tech companies probably don't want to have this as a problem on their platforms but you know how do you govern that when there are all these you know small makers of ai software out there how do you
0: how do you rein that in and just to be clear and you might have said this already but it's just really clicking in my brain now we've always been able to manipulate photos of each other but what's new now is that it's a extremely easy and be extremely realistic and that's the the crux of it these are real they they look absolutely real
1: that's right and then also just the ease with which you know you can quickly share these pictures you know if you've got a group of boys and they've got they're all in different group chats and they're sharing this that can just spread so widely and so quickly and then You know, even if some kids delete these pictures or if it's a situation involving adults, someone's going to take a screenshot. You know, it's going to live on somewhere, on some device, on some website. So it's really hard once something like this gets out there to pull it back.
0: Just to play devil's advocate, is this, are we just being hysterical about a new thing? Like, if this is something that's always been going on, maybe it's not as bad as as we're making it out to be in this entire episode. Um, maybe it's, you know, most teenage boys aren't going to do this or share this. Like, maybe this is just a few bad actors. I mean, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think if
1: you look at how online bullying has been a problem for so long and and how deep of a problem it is, whether it's bullying over social media or in group chats, it, it's, a, it's a pretty big thing. And this is another element of it. Even if the intent here was not to bully anybody, maybe it was, you know, this kid thought it was a joke. and thought it was funny. I, you know, I don't know what the intent there was, but I don't think it's, it's a hysteria um, around this kind of thing because the implications for the victims are very real. And whether these photos will surface down the line for them is an unknown. And that just, just that unknown, I think creates a lot of anxiety for people knowing that there's something out there involving them that they don't have any control over can be really unsettling. And I don't think this was a one-off case. I've gotten some emails since my story ran from a couple of other people in other States where this has happened at a high school. And I think, you know, this, this isn't going to be the last case of this either. Um, because Kids are always finding inventive ways to bully each other. And it's something, I mean, I've got kids in middle school and it's every day I hear about some sort of bullying incident and it's usually online. I just think this is another level of it that can create real problems for people and and adults too, of course. I mean, we we may get to a point where, you know, it's so commonplace that everybody can just wave it away and say, that's a fake. That's a fake, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's new enough right now and realistic looking enough that, you know, who does the burden of proof fall on the, the, the victim to say that the, that it was fake? And then how do you, how do you prove that that image really was not of you in that situation? You know, so I, I, I just think it can cause a lot of embarrassment and a lot of explaining or let's say you're, I mean, you can think of all these scenarios. Let's say you're applying for college and you get rejected, but you don't, you never learn the reason why. <sighs> You know,
0: what if it was because something surfaced, right. but you didn't know that. Right. So, I mean, what kind of laws, like if you, Julie, jargon, they were like, look, you know a lot about this. You know what could go wrong. What's the law that's going to prevent this? And what's the law that we can actually enforce? Like, Just like you said, you don't want to end up in a situation where a bunch of girls and women have to go to court and, and prove that that's not their body or something awful like that. So, you know, tell me how the law would work.
1: I mean, I know there's been talk of having, you know, like a watermark on pictures that are not, you know, that mm-hmm. are AI generated. I mean, I think there's some I think there are some tech solutions perhaps to this. You know, the, the states that have passed laws just, you know, just they make they make it illegal to distribute fake porn or they give victims the right to sue the creators of fake porn in civil court. So I think just opening avenues of recourse for people is what more states will probably adopt.
0: And I, I'm intrigued by this idea that sometime in the near future, we'll all just give up on, on reality and, and look at images and think, oh, it's probably not real, whether it's of our of someone passing a photo of, of someone we know or a celebrity image, we were going to say like, oh, I don't know if that's real anymore. Because that was like the last, that was the reality's last stand were videos <laughs> and photographs, you know. Um, no one was believing our text <laughs> stories anymore. That's a little scary.
1: Yeah, that that is the implication. That And that is scary because already I feel like you know, as I scroll through my social media feeds, I see a lot of pictures and I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, that's probably fake. Um, how do you discern what's real anymore? Maybe there will be a solution where there will be some sort of signifier that you can, that everybody can have access to to distinguish what's real and what's not. But I think it's going to be a long time probably before we would get to that point. And there's already so much misinformation out there that it really is hard unless you go to a trusted. Source to know, you know what what's a real news article or a real pairing of a photo with a news event, or what's a real photo to begin with. So it's getting harder and harder to know what the truth is.
0: How does the story end in Westfield, New Jersey? Um, I guess are the photos all deleted, or we may never know if they are all dele- deleted.
1: I don't think we can ever know if they're all deleted. Um, and I, I don't think the story there is is over yet. Um, I don't know what the investigation will yield, if they'll have enough information to go on. Uh, so I think it might be some time before this all really plays out there and in other schools and other parts of the country where this is probably
0: happening too. So the school is saying they believe these images were deleted. But I mean, that kind of is hard to believe, given everything we've talked about, that the school really would say that and expect us to believe it.
1: Yeah, I mean, clearly, anybody who had received these images and these group chats could have taken a screenshot. There really is no way of making a, an assurance that all of these photos are now gone. They may have been deleted from some of the, you know, the devices of the the kids the boy or more than one boy who created these images. But once you share something, the expectation is that that it, that it can be out there. And also the, the website where these images were created, uh, what is their privacy policy? How long do they retain images that are created on their website? And where do those go? And that's another open-ended question that I think parents that I've talked to in Westfield want answers to.
0: Julie, thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Julie Jargon is the family and tech columnist at The Wall Street Journal. And that's it for the show today. What Next TBD is produced by Evan Campbell, Patrick Fort, and Anna Phillips. Our show is edited by Jonathan Fisher. Alicia Montgomery is vice president of audio for Slate. TBD is part of the larger What Next family. TBD is also part of Future Tense, a partnership of Slate, Arizona State University, and New America. If you're a fan of the show, I do have a request for you. Become a Slate Plus member. Just head on over to slate.com slash whatnextplus to sign up. It's a great Christmas gift, by the way. We'll be back Sunday with another episode, and you can catch me before that over at Slate Money. I'm Emily Peck. Thanks for listening.